Justin Bieber saying "Nuck if you buck," and people will be like, "Yo, hey man, are you gonna credit you? Are you? Are you gonna credit somebody?" Welcome everybody to the Committee Podcast. I am uh, one of your co-hosts here, uh, AC3 Savage. Uh, shout out to the homie SB Reports. Uh, he's out on a leave right now, a permanent vacation. We fired his ass. Anyway, how's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad to be employed. Apparently, I know, right? <laughs> we made the cut. We made the cut. <laughs> Oh yeah, so um, as always, uh, we come through with definitely some shout outs to uh, give to people that have definitely been holding us down lately, so definitely want to give a shout out to at I Got a Grammy, uh, the homie has been holding it down for a while, uh, thanks for always tuning tuning in, uh, keeping it live and direct with us, uh, also uh, Marquise E. Thompson, uh, we did give out your whole government name uh, shout out to you for holding it down, you know, so you, you know how we do. So anyway, we're going to get right into it this week. Um, there's been something. Well, you know what? I'll let uh, Mr. Sniffles take over. Tell us what you wanted to talk about this week. OK, so me and one of my homies were talking about uh, this Travis Scott, uh, DJ Paul situation that's been going on. Uh on Travis Scott's last album, he sampled, he used a, a chorus from an old Three Six Mafia song, "Fuck the Club Up," and he used that on a uh, on his song. Ah, what's the name of that song? Jesus, let me pull it up. On the song "No Bystanders," and uh, uh, he didn't credit DJ Paul for that, and DJ Paul sued Travis Scott and. They settled in on like a $20 million lawsuit, apparently. So Travis Scott had to pay out $20 million. And my homeboy was saying like, yo, that's, that's messed up. Like, that's not what the culture is. Um, he shouldn't have to do that. And, you know, the culture is, uh, you know, using other people's like lyrics, bars and stuff to sort somewhat pay homage. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, Jay Z does it all the time. Snoop Dogg does it. Um, like logic does it like every everybody in rap does it they use a bar here or there here and there from people but i was kind of on the other side with this like i feel like if you're doing it and it's that blatant and you're not even crediting the original artist for what you're using like you're you, travis scott spent in the music business long enough to know better in my opinion run me my money Exactly. Right. Especially if there's no like there's no do they have any type of working relationship established or anything like that to where it's like a like it's okay but not okay. Like you know sometimes you don't have to necessarily have the conversation, like an unspoken word. But well, yeah, the way the there, there's a limit like, to they, that. They, they they do have a you know professional relationship. It's not like they're strangers to each other, you know? And okay. It's 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 professional courtesy, you know. Okay, so this is my question uh, for you, Mrs. El Chapa. Have you heard either song, uh, the Three Six Mafia's "Tear the Club Up"? Well, I know and, the Three Six uh, Mafia nobody... one, but I didn't hear Travis Scott's one. I don't. I don't okay, so yeah. for me, and I'm kind of shocked. I mean, he's a pretty good party rapper, but for me, Travis Scott. Fuck the club up. 
Fuck the club up. Three six. <laughs> tear the club up. Tear the club up. Nigga, tear the club up. I, I mean, tear the club up. F the club up. He didn't take a beat from him or anything. And I also have to weigh in, like, to me, I know that he did not pay them $20 million for that. It probably was the somewhere label. underneath two. That's a lot of money for just that one bar that you took from them. Like, that's well, kind of ridiculous. It, it is a lot of money, but it's a lot of money that could have been avoided had you done with, had you just done what every other artist does. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you're supposed to do. If you use something like that, of if you, you know, use someone else's work or play off of it like that, like the bare minimum is like, hey, we're doing this. Can you sign off on this? And you, I'm sure DJ Paul would have had no problem signing off on that. But I mean, the only Scott thing is, he's, that he's was cut, he's cutting corners, and that's and that's why I think they kind of hammered him a little bit on the money in is because Travis Scott knows better. This isn't Travis Scott's first time sampling something or using something of someone else's. He know he should know better. But you're getting him for his cadence and some similar words, like. And okay. honestly, I don't even did did DJ Paul even say any of the chants? I don't even know. I don't hear his voice in the chants. Like it's kind of ridiculous. It might be more so of like not just directly for DJ Paul, but maybe it's like three six mafia. He's the one that maybe noticed it. Maybe someone that's speaking up about it. But the, oh. the the thing that the thing that it is is that it's a precedence has been set in the in the music industry with um with sampling people's uh previous work and I mean we all remember the uh the Marvin Gaye uh Robin Thicke mm-hmm. uh, what's the name of that song he had that like it I had you a little it. bit of I know yeah, you want it. You're a good of, girl. It was blurred lines. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah I was trying to get there. Elements, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. there, was, there was some elements of that Marvin Gaye song, and Robin Thicke had to pay the family so money. much money because of that. And all they, all you have to do is just credit the artist that you're sampling. If you're using something from another artist, just get the written uh, consent to use that stuff. Is it's really not that hard. And and the th- and another. Another reason why I think DJ Paul and Three Six Mafia should have did that is because, like, if you listen to the song, like, if you take that to court, if you play Travis Scott's version and you play Three Six Mafia's version, you can listen to it and you can say, like, "Hey, he got this from me." I can take that to court and prove it. And that's why oh, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, why didn't Travis just do what he normally does? And I think the, another reason why there was they had to pay out so much money. It's because at this point, this um, Travis Scott's Astro World has been out for almost a year, and Travis Scott toured this album. I don't know how much money he made mm. from, from it, but I'm guessing he made millions of dollars. Yo, they I'm probably sat sure on this too. They waited yeah, for it to sure accumulate. He, I'm pretty sure he performed that that song during the tour. This album was Grammy nominated. He performed at the Grammys. Like he's made a lot of money off of this album. Now, granted. That song isn't a single, but it's still on the album. You still hear it. He's still playing it everywhere. So, I mean, when you look at it that way, $20 million, that seems about right when you consider, like, the royalties that he's probably going to be getting from this album and the fact that Travis Scott kind of snaked a little bit. Like, that's a snake move. I just thought that the amount of money just is just a little bit absurd. Like... I could see if it was two, three mm. mil, but $20 million. But doesn't that come based off of how much money he's made as well? Did just you say, like Marcus did you say, was saying. 
Did you say two or three mil for that? For doing that? That's no. Yeah, Come on. I think that's no. fair. No, how much? All you're saying is f the club up. I could see if it was like a lead song. Okay, but, but how, much money, how, like much, how much money? How much money? He do you had think a Netflix special. Made off of this album. Yeah, they did a Netflix special on. Like this song has been played a lot. Yeah, but it wasn't off of no bystanders. Like okay, it don't matter. Many, it many, I don't know how many how many times do you think no bystanders has been streamed. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a lot, but twenty million dollars, DJ Paul. Okay, like, come on. Okay, but it's also been toured. Like Travis Scott has made a lot of money off of this album. I, I don't twenty know, million I, is I, just. I, I, I know okay. that that probably wasn't the final amount they got back, but that's a lot of money for. If anybody saw a Travis, if ball. someone if someone saw Travis Scott live, I want you to let me know. Did he perform No Bystanders? Because I've heard that album and I saw that documentary on how he does his tours and how his live shows are. Based on that song and how his live shows are, I can almost guarantee you that he performed that song. And that's where that extra money comes in. Like, you just can't be like, oh, well, here's $2 million because you were sneaky and tried to do, try to get <laughs> one by. That's like, that's like if Kanye West put out, um, any of the, any of his non singles and he used a sample from another artist and didn't credit them, didn't, Go up to them like, hey, I'm sampling your record. Let me get this clear. Okay, so it's the same let's thing. Let's do this. Let's do this. We'll stick on Kanye West because I know you got, you're a big fan of Kanye or were at one point. Now, I remember he had a similar issue with the Bound 2. Okay, now that was still in a sound, vocals, all kind of stuff. I don't know if they got 20 mil, but I know they settled outside of court. Like, where do you draw the line here? I know them. I forgot what the, it's not, no, it's not Switch. I forgot what the group name is. They're supposed to be like a fake Michael Jackson-esque Jackson 5 type of group. Hey, man, if someone, but, if someone can take you to court and prove like, hey, this is what, this is where they got this from. They're using my sound. They're using a sound that I use and they didn't credit it. They didn't credit me for it. Then you got to pay up. Like, that's the music business right now. And like I said, I'm not. And I, I'm not going to say whether it's right or wrong. I'm just going off of what the precedence is now. Like Marvin Gaye's estate established what it is. And these are the rules. And for Travis Scott, the rules have been like that for a while. And like, I'm looking at, uh, the YouTube on YouTube. The, they have the official audio of no bystanders. That video alone has 9.7 million views to it. Is that worth just $2 wow. million by itself? Like just those YouTube streams, like how much money is that worth? That nine point seven million. That's a lot of money for that millions for those millions of views. And you're talking about, oh, DJ Paul just give him two million dollars. This thing has almost ten million views <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> just, Come on, the, man. just the audio. You're talking just about the, basically fifty cents per I mean I don't two dollars per how much, how much how much money do you get per million views on YouTube? You know what I'm saying? Like this is a lot. This song got a lot of play. <laughs> like, I'm not. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh, well, two million dollars is enough." No, nah, man, that's not enough. If I'm DJ Paul, if I'm his lawyer, I'm like, "Nah, bro, you need to get. You need to get this money." He knew this the risk associated with it. He knew the risk associated with it, and he took it and he lost. Like no one, no one does that bar. No one says that bar and doesn't. Well, maybe you know, not millennials, but Generation Z. Maybe they hear that bar and they're like, "Oh, that's Travis Scott all day. That's just Travis Scott." Us, people that are a little bit older, we know that's not Travis Scott. We know where he got that from. 
And and the yeah, issue that song's freaking banned in clubs. Yeah, so. and, and, yeah. Of course, they don't play that no more. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, and the reason why I don't have a problem with DJ Paul or anybody going around saying like, "Hey, you're using my stuff and you didn't credit me. I'm coming for your money." The reason I don't have a problem with that is because if you don't do that, you're setting a precedence for people that aren't of the culture to come through and start sampling little things and taking mm. little bars. Like, not not my, let's say let's say it's not Travis Scott that did this. Let's say it's Katy Perry. Katy Perry did this. She Justin has a Bieber. Bar that says, well, anybody. You know, Taylor <laughs> Swift. What if she did this and TJ Paul's like, hey, I'm suing. Would you have the same? Would you be like, nah, Taylor, Taylor Swift just needs to take $2 million and leave it at that? Like, no, people are going to be like, yo, you can't do that. That's not right. You're stealing from the culture. And Travis Scott got caught trying to get one over and he should have to pay for it. Because if, if we don't let, if we let Travis Scott, let, if we let Travis Scott slide, then it's going to let other people like Travis Scott, maybe he works with uh, Miley Cyrus on a record. And now Miley Cyrus feels like, oh, well, maybe I can get one over t- on, on hip hop too because I'm cool with Travis Scott and Travis Scott did it. So if it's fine with him, then it's fine with me and it's fine with everybody. Like, it's a slippery slope. And all of a sudden you're going to hear fucking, you know, Justin Bieber saying, knuck if you buck. And people will be like, yo, hey, man. Are you going to credit you? And are you, you going to credit somebody? <laughs> You gonna credit you gonna credit uh, you gonna credit crime mob for that or no? You know what I'm saying? Like that's not what we want. So and this it, it goes back to the remember when we were talking about how uh, you know kids and 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 people of color, young influencers are doing these dances and these coming up with new lingos and slang and all these things. And we're telling them like we told them like, hey, if you if you say something that you've never heard before or something that sounds cool or a dance that might sound cool trademark that shit we always tell him that because what's gonna happen some white kid is gonna do it and he's gonna go viral and he's gonna end up on ellen and not you then you're not gonna get credit for it and it's the same thing oh yeah you're right about that that's a smart way to think of it as far as trademarking it um and you know what this doesn't have anything to do with and i don't know if this was touched on before but that just reminds me of this LeBron James Taco Tuesday thing, like, what What was he thinking with that? It didn't work. Nah, he tried. It didn't, but, <laughs> but it, he, it was he an tried. epic fail. He tried it. He tried, he tried but, it. but the thing, what, come on. The thing with him, he was trying to trademark it for like a restaurant. Like his restaurant chain wanted to use that phrase at their either on their restaurant or on the menu or something. But what 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 did LeBron's people do? They knew like, hey, Taco Tuesday is a thing. Let's see if we can try to you know, trademark this. And obviously they couldn't because Taco Tuesday has been used since Taco's been tacoing. But you look at, oh, yeah. you look at someone like Megan Thee Stallion, Hot Girl Summer. That came from mm-hmm. her. Guess who owns that? That was now? original. Me- Megan Thee Stallion owns that. She got the trademark. She got the trademark for it. Hot Girl Summer is now trademarked by Megan Thee Stallion. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you have to, it, it sucks that it has to be this way, but that's what it's going to be. Because I remember watching as Megan Thee Stallion got bigger, you saw all these uh, corporations, the companies starting to use that phrase. Like, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A, you know, have a hot, hot, hot girl summer with our new chicken sandwich or something. Or if any, anybody was like, <laughs> hey, anybody can just freely use it. And we all knew where that came from. So Megan Thee Stallion was like, yo, this is my shit. Taking it to court, I got my paperwork. I can kind of, I'm the one that made it popular. This is mine. She took him to court. Now it's hers. Like you say, hot girl summer. 
and you're trying to make money off of that, you got to pay Megan Thee Stallion, and that's how it should be. That's what that's what you do when you're in, when you're uh, influencer, I guess. Like you have to protect your creations. Yeah, because people will steal it. I just felt like. Like I said, I understand where you're coming from. It's just twenty million dollars. It's like, a dollar amount wow, that you you hung whole... up on. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Well, he made a lot more I mean, than that. I'm not. I'm not hung up on the dollar amount. I'm more. I'm more disappointed than Travis. Honestly, like Travis has been in the music industry too long. He knows better than that. His people know better. Like this isn't his first time. If Travis Scott was a young up and coming artist and didn't really, because there 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 are times when if you're like a, a young up and coming young up-and-coming artists you put out a mixtape you sample different you sample a lot of different artists but because it's a quote-unquote mixtape you're not making money off of it you're not selling it it's just on the internet to download and then sometimes those songs blow up and when they blow up and you start making money off of it now you got to go back and like okay now i need to get this stuff cleared or i can't play this song or i can't make money off of this like travis scott has been in the game for almost what five five years at least you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's got to know better. <laughs> like that's on him. If 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 DJ Paul would have asked for fifty million dollars, I'd be like, hey, if you can get it, you can get it. Either way, Travis is wrong. At the end of the day. Okay, so then I got one more thing. Okay, and this just kind of relates to it. I would really wonder did the whole you remember the uh, Juju on the beat, Running Man on his beat, where they took the crime uh, beat. Mm-hmm. I wonder did they have to pay. You know, BME Click or Lil John and Eastside Boys, or, or how did that work? I'd be interested because I don't even know what the group's name is and they no longer exist, I guess. But that was a big song that was definitely ripped the beat off of Nuck If You Buck. So I, that's something that I would wonder today. Did they pay homage? Did they pay for the beat or what kind of happened with that? I'm going to have to actually. Just kind of review and see what we got for that. Hey, so, if they didn't, if they didn't, uh, their lawyers better be ready to go. <laughs> I hope your lawyer is ready to, to, to defend you. So, stepping into the next topic, um, of course, I'm pretty sure, unless you've been living under a rock, you know about the uh, Amber Geiger case and the testimony from Joshua Brown. Uh, for some strange reason, she got 10 years. Anyway, uh, so over the weekend, actually last night, we're recording this on a Sunday, um, Joshua Brown had been murdered, some say execution style. I'm kind of hearing a couple of different things. And it's just truly sad. Like, I guess I did a little bit of dig, uh, deep dive, and I seen that he was actually uh, from Jacksonville. Uh, they say he was a cool cat, you know, just kind of worked, took care of his kid, came home, had no real enemies. Pop, 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 he's dead. And it just, it, it really just, it, it plays my heartstrings. It kind of tears my heart apart because it's just like, wow, you know, it's too much of a coincidence. I understand, you know, what's going on in, in the world. And, you know, some people, they'll do, oh, don't snitch and all this. But I really would want to know and kind of want to know you guys' thoughts. Do you think it's a conspiracy theory or what do you think about when you think of this? I don't I don't know if I view it as like a, 
one of those uh like no snitching things. I don't view it in that in that way. Like I don't understand how someone would view that in the way that people view uh quote unquote snitching. Like when I think of snitching, I think of all right, you were in you were in the street life, right? You're doing street stuff, you're with your guys and you're all doing these things and you get caught up doing street shit. And now because you got caught up, you want to tell on everybody else that was doing street stuff. In my opinion, that's snitching. Now, if you're just a regular person doing living your regular life and you're not in the streets like that and you see someone else, like especially this with this issue, like this was a crime that everybody should have said something about, like your, your granny, a little kid, like everybody should have reported something like this for him to be, you know, killed for a quote unquote snitching. Like I, 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 I feel like we're better than that. I don't think that was the case. I don't think it was the, the streets that took him out because that's, Oh yeah. I don't think that's where we're at. Like it can't like, not for this crime, like not for this one. I don't see it. Your thoughts on it? Ms. Yeah, Chapa. yeah, I'm definitely gonna second that. I wouldn't. I never thought of him as snitching in the first place. He he testified. He said what he saw. He spoke the truth, and it was what it was. And I don't think he was in the wrong. And I don't think anybody looked at him or anybody in that defense in the wrong. So, with that being said, I don't think it was a street life. I don't think. And then there's a conspiracy. Was it, was it the cops? Was it this? Was it? We don't. We don't know. I don't think they've. Even have they looked into it? What other details can they tell us? What leads? I mean, I know it just happened, but yeah, uh. definitely. It's, it's a bit as of right now. I mean, I haven't really heard anything else. It just seems like a bit odd that something as big as this could happen, and then all of a sudden this guy gets killed. Like that's very yeah. weird. I, I I think that something did. I think there is something fishy going on here like this i don't think it was an accident obviously i think it yeah there is something i think there is something happening i just don't think it's like i don't think he was a victim of oh well he's out here snitching like because i'm just I, I remember how twitter was when this thing first happened when it went to trial when she got found guilty when she was sentenced mm -hmm. everybody was like yo this is this is obviously the sentencing we can talk about that in a minute but the sentencing wasn't great but everybody was happy that this happened, that this woman, this murderer went to jail. Like, no one is sitting around saying, like, damn, man, I can't believe they told on her. Like, exactly. And, and they're saying, like, they're saying this guy's testimony was a big key in her getting convicted. And for someone to go and kill that guy, like, I mean, you can kind of put two and two together. Like, who would want him out of here? And I don't think it's the, the street life. Okay, so then with the point that you just made, just, you know, touching on the sentencing, do you got, what What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it was fair? I have a lot of issues with the sentencing. The more stuff that I read about it, the more issues I have with it. Like, I have, like, apparently the jurors were just like, well, we didn't want to give her, like, the the prosecutor was asking, the bare minimum she was asking for was 27 years. And the uh, and the uh, jurors were just like, yeah, we only gave her 10 years because we felt like the victim wouldn't have wanted her punished that way because she was so remorseful because she cried in court. And I'm just like, really? Like, that's that's a thing we can do. Like, if we just start crying in court. We can get, you know, 17 years less than what we deserve. 
You know, like that's all it takes is to cry in court. Like I had a lot of I had a lot of issues. Good to with know the sentencing. Well, only yeah, I thought that I thought it was bizarre. I thought the whole thing was bizarre as far as like <laughs> with the remorse. It, there was that was a big thing, and everybody's just so forgiving. So it, it almost for me, it almost took away from what we were, what we were like. I was part of it, but why she was in court in the first place? Like somebody died, somebody wrongfully died mm-hmm. in her hands because of her, and but then it's like everybody's already so forgiving. So that makes it so much easier for the jury, the judge, and everybody else to be so soft at her. Why? Why? I don't. I didn't get that. I mean, I. I don't. I've never been a juror. I don't want to be a juror. And at the end of the day, that's up to God to make that call. But I just feel as though it was very bizarre, and the circumstances and how they came to their decision. That had nothing to do with the case. That had nothing to do with the evidence. That had nothing to do with the testimonies. They basically said. We're going to sentence her because obviously she did it, but we're going to actually make it lesser because she's, she's remorseful. Like she's the first remorseful person. Mm-mm. It doesn't go. It just don't add up. Yeah. It, it doesn't lie. Um, the one thing with me, I mean, I was like, wow, 10 years for murder. Like that is crazy. Like really you murdered someone. You were only getting 10 years. Uh, then when the uh, brother of Botham came right? and, you know, he he gave a hug and I was like, he murdered your sister. Like, I understand forgive and forget. I just don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just not wrapped up too tight emotionally, but I think I, I just would have been like, you know what? I forgive you, you know, because I guess that's what God wants me to do. But don't touch me. The judge was giving her a hug, and it, it just all seemed like the narrative was written that, oh, you know, a mistake was made. Feel so- we feel so sorry we need to put her in jail to punish her at all. And it just was like, wow, this is this is really weird. Like, I, I don't think in all the cases, like, I remember as a kid, <laughs> I remember the OJ situation. He won his case. I don't remember anybody giving this guy a hug. Casey Anthony, no hugs. George Zimmerman, no hugs. I, I mean, these are just like the big cases in my lifestyle, lifetime. Never have I seen that. I just don't know. I mean, you could be remorseful. Everybody's remorseful. I mean, I, I, I've never had the opportunity to take someone's life. I would just assume that you're going to have to live with that forever but at the end of the day, you know, you're guilty. You deserve to serve a nice amount of time. Ten years seems like a bit of a joke. Yeah. It almost seems like, hey, black people, you know what? We've effed y'all over enough. We'll give you an boy on this one. We'll give her ten years. You know, whatever. I, I think my, my biggest problem with the entire uh, sentencing was... I feel like we were we were too hard on the brother for hugging that that woman. Like I understand the optics of it. I understand the historical, you know, reference when it comes to white women and black men. I understand all of that. But I mean this this guy got killed. Like this didn't happen yesterday. This happened oh like months ago. And I don't think I don't think it was fair for people to to get on the internet and call him like you know he's a sellout he's a coon for hugging that lady that murdered his brother 
And I, I just, know. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just like, you know what, man? Like, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. You know what I'm saying? I've never had anybody that close to me just killed. So I don't know. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell that man how to deal with that grief and how to process his feelings and all these things. Like, maybe that's the way he needs to be able to live with himself. Because that's, that's a tough thing to deal with, to have your brother murdered. So, like, maybe he doesn't want to go through life being angry and bitter all the time. Because that stuff will sure. eat at you. That'll that'll kill you faster than just about anything. So that whole situation, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to crush it for that. Like, I don't know what he's feeling. I don't under, you know, that's, that's how he chose to process it. Now, when it comes to the jury, like I said, them being the like, hey, we're just going to cut. The, what, yeah, exactly. When does that happen? You don't even see that on people's court. Like I've never she seen a judge. She wanted to give her her Bible. <laughs> she like, wanted to give her her Bible. Like, like on maternity court, they're not, they're not, the judges ain't hugging you when they find out you ain't the daddy. Like, what are we doing here? It's unprofessional. Like, yeah. Th- there's no other way to put it. Like, the judge the was out of line. Was the super jury bizarre. was out of line. Everybody was out of line. It's like, it's, I'm telling it's like they were going through the motions just because they had to go through the motions, just because the evidence was stacked up, obviously, the high against her. So something had to be done. And as far as the brother giving her a hug, I was taken aback by that. I thought, that's different. I don't know. I I also don't forgive very well. So there you go. Like I wouldn't. Who knows how I would be? I hopefully one day I, I won't ever have to be in that position to where I would have to choose, you know, to forgive and let go and whatever. Um, but I think of anybody to be able to be remorseful in quotations or, or feel that type of way, it would be the family. It would be the friends, not the juror, and certainly not the judge. That's that's not their place. It's not their place to do that. Like you're, I just, are I just you didn't know that, that was an not option. To? Like, aren't you specifically to like take emotions out of it and and do all that type of stuff? Look at like, the, look at the look at the facts. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what, look that's at what the evidence for is. what it is. And it's like uh, I know people have this whole like they have this big hang up on like jury duty and stuff like that. But these are the reasons people like us need to go to jury duty. Like, I understand that this, this jury had more, uh, people of color on it than, than normally, but we have to keep, I know it's a pain in the butt to do that and you gotta miss work and miss your kids, or whatever, but we gotta go to jury duty so we can get some type of justice. Like, it can't, you can't, it can't be a thing where you murder someone and you get 10 years. It can't be that when you got niggas sitting, <laughs> you got niggas yeah. sitting in jail for having weed in their car for like, you know, doing 20 years for that, but she got mm-hmm. 10, like, Nah, bro. It can't be that, man. It can't be. And and I get it. I I saw a video of uh uh an uncle, his niece, his ten month old niece got killed, and they were walking the murderer out mm. of the courtroom. And this nigga jumped across the table and beat this mm. dude's ass for as much for as long as he could. He, he was only doing it for like maybe two or three seconds before the police got him off of him. But if, if that's how you react, I can't. I'm not gonna judge the uncle for reacting that way. And I'm yeah. not going to judge the brother. I'm not going to judge the brother either because that's how they process that. Like, I don't know how to, like, if, if, yeah, that's how you talk. Yeah, if someone would ask me, like, hey, how would you deal if your niece died, if your brother died, if your father died? Like, how would you process it? I'm like, if you ask me that right now, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with that. Like, I have no advice for you. Like, I'm, I don't know how I would react to that. Like, and, and if that's how he chose to be, then that's how he chose to be. That's how he chose to act. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to shit on him for that, man. I just felt like the internet really, no. really came at that dude super hard for no reason. 
Now, I, I have had a cousin that was murdered. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Well, he's a very, 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 very close family friend. I've known his family my whole life. And, you know, he was kind of like considered like an older cousin. Uh, he was murdered in this apartment complex that's very notorious in Jacksonville called Cleveland Arms in front of his kids, cold blood, kicked the door in, shot him up, robbed him, left, left him dead in his own blood in front of his two kids. And I mean, now granted, I was a little younger. I think I might've been just 13, maybe 14. And I don't think at that point I could have forgave because I mean, this was a guy, uh, and you know, RIP Sean Lloyd or Sean Corey Lloyd. And it was just like, I, I don't think I can process that. Like he was, I understand that in his lifetime, he made some poor decisions. He hung out with some poor people uh, as far as character-wise. I mean, if you know Jacksonville, you know Cleveland Arms is extremely dangerous. That's where he lived. But for someone to be that disrespectful to murder this man in front of his kids, like his, I'm talking about they were like two and three years old or two and one, something like that. I don't know. And they they were never caught. But I don't think that I can forgive somebody for doing that because I just know how nice Sean was. Like he was a misunderstood kid. I mean, he did have a prior record, but he was it was nonviolent or anything like that. And I just I still think sometimes like, dang, you know, my, my dude, my cousin, my family was murdered like in cold blood. But, you know, like I said, different people, they kind of cope with different things differently. But that, I don't know. I mean, I don't judge them because, I mean, I know someone was saying, oh, he put a voodoo. That's how you do the voodoo spells or the hoodoo spells. I I don't think so. I think maybe in that scenario, he was like, you know what? I I have to forgive this person because it's going to eat at me. And I mean, it's understandable. You know, that's how if if you go to church often, that's what you're taught. Hey. Uh, God forgives, you should forgive too. Yeah. And repent. But right. I just think it, it would be extremely hard for me. And also even a caveat to that, um, I have a cousin as well that's serving 19 years. He was busted at 17. Mm. Yeah. Crack, a photo, a pistol, and something else. Not a violent crime. He was 17 when he was caught and he's doing 19 years in prison. Exactly. That's, that's an issue. Didn't murder anybody. That's an issue. Like that's just out of control. That's a big issue, man. That's like the just, the quote unquote justice system. They, they got to get it together, man. Like it can't just be this. It just, it, it can't be that, you know, yeah. it just got to do better. But I, I, I'm not a fan of the whole, the whole, you know, you know, black people got to be forgiving of everybody. Every every time that they're wronged, yeah. they need. I mean, it's, it's not just like you know inconveniences, like oh, you got cut off in traffic. It's like these horrific things are happening to us, and we're expected, and we're expected to just forgive immediately. We're expected to be understanding and to just be like, oh, okay, well, let's, well, we'll, we'll, we'll let this one go. That's okay. Like I, I love you. Whatever. Like I, I think it was the. I'm, I'm, I quote me, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure the uh, the Charleston Charleston shooter, like the 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 family of the victims of that shooting, they were on this same program. They were on this, you know, we forgive him, 
it's okay type deal. And a lot of people were kind of like, yep, like, why do we have, why can't we just be angry? Why can't we be mad? Why can't we just, like, we, we were clearly wronged because of our race. And now we're almost expected to just like roll over and let this stuff happen and just like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, no big deal. People, like, people are having these things happen to them and us on the outside are expecting them to to show some rage, like, you know, be upset, curse this dude out, like, slap this woman in the face, like, whatever. And it's just like, uh, it kind of, I don't want to say it makes us look passive, but it kind of, it's kind of setting a precedence when something big like this happens. And like, say the next, the next thing like this happens, God forbid something like this happens again, or another black church gets shot up. And then, you know, and, and the victims, instead of acting like the ones in Charleston, if these victims are like, yo, fuck that guy, fuck that dude forever. I hope he burns in hell. Fuck him. Fuck his whole family. Then I feel like the narrative is going to just be like, well, well, why are these angry. people so angry? Why can't, why mm-hmm. can't they just forgive? Why can't they do like Jesus did and turn the other cheek? Like, man, fuck that, man. Sometimes you just get pissed off and they have the right to be that way. Yeah, and I I do think that that does speak to a bigger issue that we have. Like, I don't want to get into too much of, like, church and belief systems and different things like that. But I do think that at least, and I can only speak for the Black community for the portion that I know, I think so much of that is because we were taught uh, as slaves, hey, we need to forgive this person uh, you know, because they're hitting on you or whipping you or killing you, it's wrong for you also to hate them for that or to retaliate. And I think that that's just something that over time we have to start saying, look, man, forget you. Like, I, I don't I don't want nothing to do with you. You killed my family. F y'all. You know, and I just think until we do that, I, I just don't know. Like, we, we do forgive like big time. Like and, and like I said, if, if you want to forgive, that's on you. But this woman is slaying your brother. You know, like he's not coming back. It's over. You can hug it out with her if that's how you cope. I mean, I understand that mental health is a big deal, but I just couldn't. Or, or just like, you know, just going back to what if it was in the Zimmerman case with Trayvon Martin? Did Did they try to hug it out with him? Did they forgive him? Their son was taken in a malicious way. I mean, you just have some black people that are just like that, that are, hey, you know, we're going to forgive. We'll move on. We understand it was the devil that made you do it and blah, blah, blah. I do want to ask because I understand that you're from a different culture. But El Chapa, Mm -hmm. is that something that you guys deal with as well over on your end? Like when you when, when you have your people being killed for racist reasons? Or even just mistreated for racist people. Like, I, I understand, a racist reason. I understand, like, you're not a Mexican or anything like that. But just in general, and then, like, even with the Mexican people, what I don't understand with them is the ones that I know in Florida that, that are Mexican, that are Cubans, that are Puerto Rican, that are El Salvadorian, or just the different things. It amazes me how you'll have white people they look at all of y'all like you're Mexicans and you're taking their jobs. Yeah. And they'll still go out and vote for Trump. And it just baffles me. Like, look, he don't like you either. Like they only like white people. 
So do y'all like have to deal with that in your community? Like when someone, cause I know that there's been other, you know, of course, Spanish people that have been slain, but how do you guys cope with that? Do you guys forgive or what goes on with that? So from the, sadly, from the main cases that I know of, a lot of them was we were doing it to ourselves, like to each other, no forgiveness. Um, I haven't, there was a few like uh, more recent ones or talk. I mean, there's obviously with the whole, ice right and these these concentration camps basically is which is what it is and whatnot i don't i don't see forgiveness i don't i don't see forgiveness there at all um just from the articles i see i do see some things that are popping up um like latinos for trump and all of that and i just i i get angry and i don't want to see it there's a particular one earlier that i came across when it was uh a former immigrant that herself and you know, she had basically she resented her family for them coming in illegally and um, because they had to live in hiding the majority of her upbringing because they were illegal. And so for that reason, she's all about, you know, she's pro-Trump. And um, basically I was skipping around it because, like I said, I was just getting upset. I didn't want to read it. But basically, she resented her family for bringing her here illegally because she didn't get a proper upbringing that she thought she deserved. So for that reason, she feels as though nobody else should be subjected to that type of upbringing as well. I feel like that's your own prerogative. That's your own. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't forgive. Let me put it that way. From the case that I know and the big things I see, we don't forgive. Like I said in the beginning, I don't forgive her easily. And I haven't seen that very much. We get very angry. I haven't seen a lot of I'm thinking like, courtroom cases that happens in DR, which is super ruthless, where they take shit to their own hands. Like, you know how you were just saying about you, the uncle was able to get on the 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 guy who killed his niece or whatever, for, even if it was just for two seconds? Mm-hmm. In DR, they, they take their sweet-ass time. Like, those, those police officers take their sweet-ass time going to break it off, if they break it off or whatever. Um, and or vice versa. You fighting the cops yourself because they are so poor and they... they Rob people and at times just to put food on their own table because the government is poor and doesn't pay them enough. So there's a lot. To answer your question, no, I don't see a lot of forgiving. There are a lot of church going people. There are people who do forgive, but I don't see that as often. But sadly, at the same time, a lot of those cases don't get as much light. You don't see it. I think the justice for Junior that happened, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a few years back with that whole, that slaying, may he rest in peace, that happened in the Bronx. That was the biggest one, at least in the Latino community, where it kind of caught mainstream attention. Otherwise, it's going to be off of your region. So, okay, yeah. I was just always curious about that. Just checking the pulse on our uh, Latina Latino community. Latina, um, Latino, so yeah, that's Latinx. Much just, there's a there's a lot. There's a lot. Nah, Latino, Latinx. What what is Latinx? I'm not even sure. I just seen that yesterday. Latinx. I just learned myself. Um, it's basically for. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kept speaking, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm Latinx." I don't fucking know. But it's um, it's basically being a part of the Latino community. But you know how everything's Latino, masculine, uh, majority, Latina, female, mm-hmm. and you know it's all gender based. A lot of our our uh, terms and whatnot. Latinx is basically for those who don't have a gender, who are not transgender, oh. just don't have a gender. So you know, you're like him, her, they, them. There's not like a specific gender in terms. Yeah, that's what the Latinx community is. Which is an, okay, uh, that's so a whole other debate. I see uh, on my timeline as well. 
just because that messes with the language. So it's interesting. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I can see how it will. Like I said, I'm glad that I, because I seen that maybe a day or two ago, and I was like, well, what is this? Like, is this like something new or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad that you have the information on that. So that's all I pretty much got for today. Uh, anybody else has any, have any clothing? Ah, I'm sorry. Closing <laughs> I hope you thoughts. have clothing. I do have clothing Surprise. on. So anybody else have any clothing? Yeah, because I usually don't wear a shirt. Yeah. But um, <laughs> shout out to Big Gang Twitter. Um, I have been really on it, but I keep my stuff in secret. But uh, definitely shout out to y'all. Uh, like I said, any closing thoughts, shout outs y'all like to give today? Um, I want to give a shout out to everybody who's doing a plant-based diet. If you are, I want you to add me on Twitter at LChapa, E-L-L-E. C-H-A-P-A, because I am changing. I'm going to do baby steps, right? I'm going to start off by being a pescatarian because I do like seafood. And then I'm going to work my way okay. into letting it go. I think the only exception for Oof. chicken is going to be like sopa de pollo, like chicken soup or pozole, like, because I like chicken soup, like the different variations. So that'll be my only exception to the oh, rule. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not eating chicken. I'm not eating red meat, just seafood. I'm going to try this for like a month or two and then I'm going to like really get into it, you know? Oh, yeah. And shout out to Lauren because I know she came on uh, the Scammer episode. She was talking about the whole 30 diet that she's doing or had done. Uh, so shout out to her. Shout out to everybody. Uh, definitely taking better care of their health. Um, me, I kind of do the 16 and 8 fast in here and there. I did like a light keto, but, you know, just... Trying to exercise as much as I can. Marcus, you got any shout outs? Or oh, yeah, I was, I was going to say that I'm trying to, for this month, I'm attempting to not have any, any red meat. I'm trying to do that. Uh, shout out to the, shout out to the, to the fit game. We're out here, you know, going to, we are out doing here, some friend. type of workout. I mean, we got, we're, we're getting old. Oh, yeah. Millennials are getting, people think millennials are like 15 year olds. We're like in our thirties. No, no, no. We're getting out there. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, and uh, well, mm -hmm. I've, I've, been, I've been during this whole episode. I've been like trying to see if uh, they uh, credited Crime Mob for that song, and it looks like they did. According to Wikipedia, they are credited as writers on that song. So, I'm, oh, I'm, good for I'm them. Glad that, I'm glad their lawyer. Oh. I'm glad their lawyers were ready. They knew what time it was. They're like, hey, we need to get <laughs> we need to get this paperwork in before we get sued to hell. So, uh, shout <laughs> shout out to them, and also shout out shout out to the baby, uh, North Carolina rapper. Who has uh, who had a number one album, and uh, it's nice to see an an artist, a rapper from North Carolina, debut with a number one album because you know. Go ahead. Rapper rappers from rappers from North Carolina deserve to get a lot of shine, and it's you know it's the baby and it's J Cole, and you know uh, North Carolina is really stepping up, and they're the only two from North Carolina that seem to be holding it down. They're the only two from North Carolina that people clearly want to listen to because apparently there are no other rappers from the state of North Carolina that are good enough to rap to have a number one album. Shout out to Rhapsody. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I felt that. Shout out to Rap. So uh, anyway, as always, this is the Committee Podcast uh, signing out. Uh, everybody have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm -hmm.
Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with the thekidswearcrowns.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidswearcrowns.com. We've got a plethora of content for you articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bring in Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics as Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidswearcrowns.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog.